I thought I wasn't going to get booed. I thought I wasn't going to get hated on. It went the total opposite way that I expected. And actually, after both times, they cheered for me, which was the strangest thing. I don't know. That doesn't feel normal. Like, I was, it was just really weird. But it actually was received positively somehow. So I'm sure not everybody liked it, but it was received positively somehow. I didn't expect that, but I just felt like I should do it. Because again, I didn't want to, I, did, I felt this burden. I don't want to leave my school without feeling like I've given the gospel to everybody. Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. I'm Jess. And I'm Abby. Let me introduce you to Matt Brown. Matt is an evangelist. He's the author of Truth Plus Love and the founder of Think Eternity, which is a ministry sharing powerful faith content through podcasts, blogs, videos, outreaches, and more. Matt and his wife, Michelle, have four children and live near the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And today we're sharing part one of our conversation with Matt, where he talks about his first time sharing his faith in the streets of Mardi Gras, the most recent time, and then a crazy moment with a mouth full of Novocaine. Let's jump in. Matt, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be with you. Let's dive right into some stories. The first one being of how you yourself um, came to know the Lord. How did you start your faith journey? Yeah, so I uh, came to the Lord at an early age. It was actually my earliest memory in life. My mom, uh, she has an incredible spiritual fruit in her life of Hmm. people that she leads the Lord. She has led more people to the Lord than anyone I know pretty much. Uh, she'll mm. go into a gas station and people get saved. She will be on an airplane and, <laughs> you know, speaking over people's lives. And she never lost that fire. That's the interesting thing. I don't know exactly when that fire started in her life as a new believer, but she just has had that for decades. She just liked that. Mm. So she, uh, so I got three brothers. Um, I'm the third born and she led me to faith in Christ at the age of four. Mm. I remember that. I remember asking her about Jesus <laughs> um, in heaven and she led me to Jesus. Wow. Um, and since I sensed the call to ministry at an early age, um, I was eight years old. And then when I was 17, I was at a youth conference and really sensed God specifically just calling me to be an evangelist, to spend my life actually just telling people about the Lord. And so I've wow. been doing that now for over 20 years. And it's been uh, the focus and, and the passion of my life is kind of what you talk about on your show is, is leading people to Jesus and encouraging other people to do that. Um, and so I, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, a godly family. They weren't pastors, but they loved the Lord. They're involved in the church. And, um, and so that's a little bit of my faith journey. I love that. Well, and I know that your earliest memory was also at 17 at Mardi Gras, right? Can you share that story with our listeners? Yes. So the, so here's this, the background is, um, (laughs) I grew up in the church. It was a small church in the twin cities. When, when I was in a, uh, public high school. I was in a Christian middle school. When I went to a public high school, obviously there became more opportunities to begin to like make connections with people who needed the Lord. And so what ha- what I did was I would bring, I began to start to bring my friends to my youth group. Mm-hmm. However, uh, the distance <laughs> between that we would drive to school and to our youth group was like 45 to 50 minutes. Oh, wow. And so uh, we would drive people. And I think one year, uh, I probably ended up bringing like 60 of my friends from wow. uh, from oh, my wow. high school to my church. However, I was too shy. 
at that stage in my life. Still didn't have that call to be an evangelist yet, but just, you know, sense of call to ministry. And so we would drive home and they would sit up front and my mom would lead them to the Lord. <laughs> so that was my strategy. <laughs> this was my strategy before it's I had ever done strategy. this. And, uh, and then I was, there was a revival that broke out in our high school, actually. It was a worship night mm. that started with some of the youth that I began to play with as well and become a part of that leadership of that, that movement called Monday Night Jam. Mm. And started with some of the some students in the school. It was a small high school of about 600 students. The, this worship night started, I think, after this evangelist had come in town and led some of them to the Lord. Mm. They were just experiencing God in a really strong way. Moved into this tiny coffee house in downtown Delano, mm. uh, Common Grounds Coffee House that had space, honestly, probably for 50 people, like max, like that would be packed. And so I heard about this and I, I was at that time I was leading the Bible study. So I was doing some things. I wasn't maybe, you know, super uh, bold to like go share my faith with everybody. I was leading the Bible study and I was doing some of this stuff that I've, honestly I'm still doing to this day in ministry. Uh, sending out newsletters and, you know, uh, trying to communicate biblical truths God was speaking to me. Yeah. So I, be, I began to hear about this and I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like I can't even get kids to come to Bible study, but they've got this worship night that's <laughs> happening that there was a ton of kids going to. And so I started, I started uh, to connect with those guys and started to play with them for this worship night. And that grew and grew out of that coffee house actually to the point where people were coming in and going back into the area where you stock food, people were coming to the front door and there's no room. So they just sit on the oh, street wow. to try to be a part of this wow. worship night called Monday night jam. So we actually asked for permission from our high school principal. Uh, I think he had just given his life to the Lord because he came to something at our church. He was a single guy in his like sixties and he came to heaven's gates, hell's flames at our church Wow! because he respected my older brothers and got this invite and came and gave his life mm. to the Lord. So really crazy. So he made way and let us come into the high school auditorium with this worship night. So this worship night moved into there and for the next few years was four to 600 students. It was a wow. student-led worship night. For a while, we didn't even really have preaching. We would just worship and we weren't that good. The, the band wasn't <laughs> that great. Like you go to churches nowadays and you're like, man, this band's so good. We weren't that great. <laughs> Uh, however, the presence of God was just so yeah. significantly strong. Mm-hmm. And that was really like the, that season that I felt called to be an evangelist. That was really the, my birthing in ministry really was just this, mm. this outpouring of God that was happening in our, in our high school. And I told you, I had mentioned like a school of like 600 kids. We were having four to 600 students that were attending this. Wow. Now, I don't think the whole school came to this or anything, but people mm-hmm. started to drive from literally two, three hours away. Church fans yeah. would come in just to... Mm-hmm because we're hearing about what was happening with this. What's cool about it, because there's this Asbury revival that's been breaking out, obviously, this year, uh, is uh, that, you know, in a lot of ways, it was it was this outpouring of God. It was, um, yeah. it was student-led. Um, but what's cool about this Monday Jam thing was it's just one hour a week. <laughs> so it wasn't like, it wasn't like 24 seven or anything, but yet yeah. people were hearing about it and coming into this. So wow. in that season, uh, because I was leading worship for this, I got invited to this outreach that was taking place at Mardi Gras okay. in New Orleans, <laughs> literally during the partying of Mardi Gras. And the, the purpose of it was a mission trip to yeah. go share your faith. And so uh, it was a, it was a street scene trip. And so my I'm I'm a sheltered Christian kid. My parents didn't know what they were sent, you know, allowing me to go to as a high school student, but I got invited to be a part <laughs> oh of the band. So I went down to this thing and 
I think my mom said she looked it up after and was like, what did I send my son to? <laughs> what? So, um, again, still at this stage of my life, even though there was already starting to be some leadership responsibility, I was leading worship. I was doing some of this stuff. I, I was still shy. And mm. uh, so I went down to this, not having been someone who shared my faith a whole bunch, but obviously that was like a passion for God. And wow. so I don't even remember who my person I was with then, but they kind of sync you up and put you on the streets. You're, you're supposed to share your faith. You're going to be out here for three hours. Go talk to people about Jesus who are partying wow. and see what's going to happen. Right. So I was thrown At in 17. the lion's den. Yeah. I was thrown in the deep end. <laughs> uh, and I was like, this is, this is crazy. So all I can say to you is the Holy Spirit just totally came on mm-hmm. me. And I began to share my faith with everybody on wow. that street. And I've never been the same since. Hmm. Never been the same since. Like the shyness, the boldness, uh, it just all in one moment, I've, I've pretty, pretty much changed into a different person wow. uh, from that moment. And so um, not to say that I haven't ever been a f- nervous or afraid to share my faith, because I think we all are through our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, however, the more you do it, the easier yeah. it gets. And so, I, yeah, just I was like leading people to the Lord on the streets mm-hmm. Wow. Of Mardi Gras. And then I came back and obviously I just, you know, just, uh, so I had sensed the call to evangelism just a few months before this outreach, but obviously this outreach was very strategic of Mm -hmm. God to put me there. And, uh, and that kind of led to to future things. Matt, do you happen to recall any of the individuals you encountered in that first, wow, eye-opening street evangelism opportunity. Yeah. So I, I got to pray with like four or five uh, big African-American guys look like they were football players. Like they you'd might think have they you'd think they would have, uh, they would have not, uh, not only not wanted to talk with me, but not liked me. But for mm. some reason, God moved on their heart as this young 17 year old kid was sharing Jesus with them on the streets. And how did that crazy. conversation start with the maybe football players? This is this is my faint memory of this experience, but I just was, I just straight just started talking to people about Jesus. Like, hey, do you guys yeah. know Jesus? Like, just mm, hey, okay, we're yeah. we're wow. on the streets here. We're telling people about Jesus, and I know you guys yeah. are here for other things, but I, you know, can I talk to you about faith for wow. a little bit? And so, mm. literally, that was it. Was just very, yeah. Uh, it wasn't the like smooth get into the conversation thing that sure. you know yeah. we encourage people to do. <laughs> Well, you know, and you know, even today to our listeners, they don't have to wait for Mardi Gras to come around. They don't have to go down to, you know, the streets of Mardi Gras. They, I mean, just this, this is happening. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's this type of environment probably in the nearest city, uh, you know, that if, if for whatever reason, that's what the Holy Spirit's laying on them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait. Just (laughs) go find it. Well, it sounds catalytic too sharing your faith really helped you grow in that area Mm -hmm. instantly, it sounds like. Right. And part of it is we, we have to rely on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, I would just say like, cause my friend says this about fasting too, is you need a grace to fast. And I would say just with, with evangelism, with sharing your faith, you have to, you have, you know, pray before you do it and say, Lord, take over, you know, Jesus take the wheel because literally Mm -hmm. you really need, God to show up. You need to put yourself in situations where it's going to not go well unless the Lord shows up. And then I think with evangelism, you need to trust that God does show up and he did show up whether or not you felt it. And so, uh, you know, for me, it was a very extreme experience because it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I went from, I just had this huge breakthrough from 
you know, from fear, this huge breakthrough from shyness into boldness. And, uh, and really felt like I changed. And so I think that evangelism will do that for you. It helps you come out of your shell. It helps you, Mm. but you really need to say like, Holy spirit, take over, you know, uh, take my words. I don't even know what to say to people and just help me to, to do that. Now you can, there's a lot of ways to approach evangelism. You can approach it in a, in a casual way and in a friendly way. But maybe here's an example is that people could do it in a bold way. You could go to people near you and say, hey, our culture's so messed up, isn't it? I really feel like the only hope of our mm. culture right now is Jesus. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you what he did in my life. I do you, you know, are you a person of faith at all? And just you could just mm. go straight bold if you want. Yeah. That's an option. <laughs> but it's also sharing my own experience. I yeah. mean, who's gonna you you know, you can't tell me what I experienced and what I didn't. And so yeah. what a great way, um, you know, to an option anyway for starting those conversations. Totally. Yeah. One of the things with Mardi Gras is people are so bold. So, so that, that kind of encourages the boldness True. the other way. And we see that in yes. our culture right now. We see like, they're just so bold with like yeah. the wickedness, right? To promote mm. to young children, you know, these terrible mm. views. Yeah. And so we go, no, let's, right. you know, I remember feeling that way back then. Like if they're going to be so bold mm. about sin, I'm going to be bold about Jesus. Right. Well, yeah. That's a good point. Well, and I love that that was your first experience. So kind of like swing the other way. Do you have a story of your most recent experience sharing your faith, either with a stranger or with someone you're in relationship with? Yeah, I mean, so, so I'm right now, this season of life is very like homebound because we've mm. got four young kids. Our youngest just turned one. Okay. And um, so the options for me have been a lot of time, you know, every day online, which I hope we'll talk about uh, today. But also, it's been, uh, you know, when I'm traveling for ministry, um, and so it's just been like, hey, when I'm in an Uber, you know, and just other times when I'm chatting and meeting with people. But again, like I say, just like yeah. digitally online. So for over the years since since that time, I've done a lot of street witnessing. I've done all sorts of evangelism, and I've literally been able to personally share my faith with thousands of people, if not tens of thousands and lead so many people to the Lord. And then now I've, I've just learned with with social media, you can do it every day, right? Like with your followers, you can do it all the time. So can you share a story from an Uber where you, where you did get to share your faith? Yes. So just a a few years ago, we were in San Francisco and, you know, just, it's a prompting for me. So it's like, if you sense like the Holy Spirit are really putting on my heart, I need to like bring up faith with this person. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what it is for me is. And so I just felt with this guy, I really feel like I need to talk to him about about Jesus and, um, you know, shared with him some of my faith, asked him about his and had a really good conversation. He didn't come to the Lord um, Mm -hmm. that day when I was chatting with him, but um, you know, it's been a lot of uh, opportunities like that. Yeah. If I remember, I said something like, you know, are you a person of faith at all? Or, you know, do you go to church mm-hmm. anywhere around here? So you can just start with a leading question mm. yeah, and then just start to like ask them about their history and then share some of yours. And then for me, what really constitutes sharing the gospel is I, I just gave a very clear, like, this is what Jesus did for us. He came and gave his life mm-hmm. on the cross. He died for our sins. And it's not about being a good enough person, but it's about putting our trust in him. Yeah. And believing that he gives us his righteousness when we when we put our faith in him. And uh, it just transformed my life. And then, you know, like just mm-hmm. giving them a very clear, like this is the path to the gospel. This is what it means to put your faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, you, you know, 
when it's right, you try to like, would you like to do this as well? And so. Well, yeah, I think Uber is such a great, it's a great opportunity because you're sitting one-on-one, maybe two-on-one with, with somebody and you're stuck in the car together. So yeah, why not, why not talk about faith or purpose or, you know, something more significant than just the weather. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's interesting. The the thing it made me think of, I don't know, just for the sake of another conversation starter, you know, is like, you know, are you, are you from around this area, right? So you fly into wherever LA, are you from the, are you from this area? You know, here's, here's where I'm going. Do you know of any good, I don't know, maybe, maybe even start with something easy like restaurants, but getting into you know, maybe you do go right for, do you know of any good churches in the area? I'm going to be here through Sunday. Yeah, that's Mm. great. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, you go so, to church anywhere around here, you know? Or, <laughs> right, yeah, right. That's really good. So, Matt, you've shared with um, some intimidating football player like uh, gentleman down uh, in Louisiana. You've shared um, with the Uber drivers. Um, you've also shared about your faith in a dentist's office. Can you share about that story with our listeners? Yes, I. Um, this was uh, back in in Bible college. I uh, kind of had one of those similar promptings. I was going into the dentist's office for my. Uh, it wasn't the the cleaning. It was like, okay, you've got a cavity, you've got to get filled. So I knew I was going in yeah. for like the long that. Haul. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I again just had that prompting to talk with the dentist assistant about the Lord and. I don't remember quite how I started that conversation, but I began to share Jesus with her. And the problem was they had already put Novocaine in my mouth and they were getting me ready. <laughs> and so I was like really struggling to like, you know, at this point, my ability to talk was getting worse. <sighs> but she literally uh, was very impacted and wow. I was able to lead her to the Lord wow. while I was in the middle just before I got these filled <laughs> these cavities filled. So that was one of the most craziest things. And so it just kind of goes to show you just never know when you're sharing your faith with people, you just got to be ready to do it. But you just never know if like God might have someone's heart prepared or ready before you even got there. Like we call the the Holy Spirit of God, the hound of heaven, right? That's been said about, about God that he is, he's actively pursuing and chasing people down. And so we just really get to be a part of that story when we share our faith. And, and so uh, some friends of mine call it the great adventure, right? Is this, it's, when you share Jesus with people, it's just it's such an adventure. So. So good. We are all part of the great adventure. This is only part one of our conversation with Matt. Next week, he's going to share more stories and ideas on how you can share your faith. Please subscribe wherever you're listening so you won't miss the next episode. God bless you this week.